You know, please join me in a word of prayer. <clears throat> Father in heaven, our simple request this morning once again is that we would truly hear you. Speak to us afresh today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Scripture reading today is from the Gospel of John, chapter 10. Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 27, 28, and 29, if you want to follow in your Bible or smartphone or tablet. Thank you to those who are watching online throughout uh, various areas. John 10, 27, 28, 29, Jesus himself said, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. And my Father, who No gadgets, doesn't matter anything, none of it. Just simply people, God, and nature. That's it. Even my wife, she's like, uh, honey, I was like, how long is this going to go on? It's like, that's getting kind of long. I said, well, that's the point. And I told Tito ahead of time. I said, yeah, yeah, in the notes, it really is five minutes. People are going to think, did the pastor not prepare? What's going on here? We need to fill up space. No, no, I wanted to be so calm, so peaceful. That was normal. That was normal. But we're so far removed from normal. And, and I, I really dearly appreciate Felipe and, and so many of you here I've known their family since 2009 up in another church. I appreciate them, so I'm not trying to put him down, but, you know, we start getting uncomfortable. It's like, wow, what is this? We're not used to this. We're not used to this. That was normal. That is going to be a little five-minute glimpse of heaven. Look at it in the end of Revelation. Fruit trees, the, the, the river of life, and yeah, with, with the addition of God will be there, <laughs> and we'll be there, but that's it. 
We're not getting there, so oh, but I bet the flat screen televisions are even going to be better. Imagine the gaming devices in heaven. They won't be there. Heaven is people, and it's Jesus, and it's healthy relationships, and it's wild animals that we can pet and ride and have fun with, and they won't kill us. It's going to be healthy relationships in a peaceful setting. We'll actually like it. I'm just wanting you to think it through, not necessarily <coughs> answer, and I'm not sharing it to, to pick on anybody, but how long do you think you could be in, 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 in that literal peaceful setting before you started getting nervous? Many of us started getting nervous two minutes in. Where's my phone? I got to get some device and let me check my email. And <coughs> we start thinking about, oh, I wonder if I locked the door and why tomorrow maybe we'll, oh, where should we go out to eat tomorrow? And the head, not the head, one of the elders came and, hey, uh, so uh, what's the plan? And my, and my wife and my daughter and my son and, <laughs> you know, every started, dad, what, what's going on? We got to. Five minutes, it wouldn't even take five minutes. And most of us are just like, whoa, I don't, what's going on? How long could you be in that setting <laughs> with no camera, no phone, no tablet, no computer, no camera, no games, no television, you name it, no gadgets, just you. If you want to bring someone you like, great, and Jesus just, and some of you might be saying, like me, I'm about to go on a vacation. You might be like me, say, I could use a vacation. When the vacation's over, when the vacation's over, and you're just kind of there with some people you like, how long before the boredom sets in and the the fidgetiness, like if you're, not to pick on people, but you know, humans have addictions and there's lots of different addictions. When you take someone's addiction away, they just start kind of getting fidgety and withdrawals. And if we were in that setting and we had all of our gadgets taken away, what would that be like? We're so used to being busy and, ha and being surrounded by all this noise that in the rare moments in the rare moments, we're not surrounded by busyness and noise. It's very different, to put it lightly. It's awkward, it's unusual. At the very least, it's very different. It's very different. <laughs> in the research I did, and granted, I'm not the expert on it, but in the research I did, and kind of looking into some of these things, um, at least what I found, some of the people who put on those uh, nature videos, sounds or the actual video with sound, <coughs> um, uh, a couple of, I think like a decade ago, something like that, or maybe more, it used to take, at least the research I found, um, it used to take approximately 15 hours uh, a couple of decades ago, it would take a, around 15 hours to go out in nature, get your camera, get your microphone, and take about 15 hours so that they can edit it and shrink it down to one hour where you don't have noise pollution. Because in 15 hours, you'll have someone out in the woods shooting guns. 
And in 15 hours, you're going to have an airplane fly over. And in 15 hours, you'll have someone hiking and, and they'll be on their phone and their AirPod as they're hiking. You know, it's like, oh, hey, how? Well, and you know what? In 15 hours, you got surprising amount of all kinds of human gadgets in 15 hours. So these couple of decades ago, it took 15 hours to shrink so you could get one usable hour of just that with nothing other than nature. <laughs> At least from the research I did, and it's like a statistic, so I'm not saying this is perfect. Talk to someone else who's done research or someone else who's taken the cat pictures or the video. <laughs> they might tweak the number some. But what I found was that today, to, in order to get one usable hour of video with no human pollution, 20,000 hours. And you might say, wow, who did you get? Cut it in half if you want. That's still 10,000 hours. A couple, of deco, de, a couple of decades ago, it took 15 hours. 15 hours. Now, some are saying it takes 20,000 hours. Am I reading it from the Bible? No, it could be 15,000 hours. It might be 10,000 hours. The point is, that's a lot. That's a lot. And we all know this is reality. <laughs> There's over 8 billion people alive on the earth today. And according to everybody's statistics, the overwhelming majority of all the people on the earth, including most of us, live in a city. And that is a lot of noise. <laughs> but we get so used to it. We get so used to it. In the, in the, not the gospel, but in the psalm, Psalm 4610, <coughs> um, uh, approximately 2,300 years ago. Yeah, 2,300 years ago. That's a long time ago. The Holy Spirit told King David to write this down. And what did he tell him to write down? Be still. Just be still, and you will know that I'm God. The Holy Spirit had David write this over 2,300 years ago. They had a fraction of the noise pollution we had, a fraction. They didn't have vehicles. They didn't have airplanes flying through the sky. None of them had computers, cell phones, tablets, iPods. <laughs> um, they had none of that stuff. What in the world is the Holy Spirit telling David back then to well, now, just have some quiet moments so you can hear God better. What in the world did you have in Israel 2,300 years ago that was so noisy for most everybody? Imagine what God would be telling us <laughs> today. <coughs> Imagine what God would be telling us today with all of our infiltration of all the stuff that, that we hear today. Uh, and, and here again, <coughs> not as an accident, but I got two more videos for you. Um, I always like to do something, you know, keep it fresh when, I, when we're sharing uh, in, in the worship service. So Tito's going to play two more videos. Uh, for those who aren't super developed in patience, they're not as long, so good news. But turn it up a little louder, though, this time, okay, Tito? That last one wasn't as loud. So two more videos.
Uh, it means we make sound. People think of neighborly noise as a nuisance, but we think of it as an art form. <laughs> we want the sounds to be different, but completely unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. It, it just sounds like bowling balls. That can't be what it is, but that's what it sounds like. It sounds like bowling balls. Is it a bowling ball? Is it a metal barrel? You never know because sometimes we get metal barrels. <laughs> you knew we were twisted though. <laughs> Julia is a fountain of creativity. Oh. She's a genius. Oh. <laughs> She's so creative. Oh. Their ceiling is our stage. Mm-hmm. And we're dancing across it. Yes. Uh, it is work. You know, we often take shifts uh, to create the illusion that nobody here sleeps. Mm-hmm. Some of us live in that city. <coughs> Noise pollution is different for everybody. Um, life is probably too loud for most of us, including myself. <laughs> Often people think Christians live a quieter life. Um, we hopefully can influence that, but even as a pastor, I, I have plenty of noise in my life. Whether we realize it or not, at least in my thinking, most people's lives are probably too noisy. We just deal with different noise. Some of you deal more with the, the first video where it's traffic. And man, you got to commute a lot, so you're always busy and it's traffic and people honking the horns. Oh, stop like, ooh, go. Ooh, someone zipped in. They shouldn't have. And oh, last Thursday, I almost got in a car wreck. And, and I think even recently, some of you have gotten a car wreck. And during school, my wife spends over two hours a day driving our kids to school and back. Um, stoplights, stop signs, and traffic, and go, stop, slow, fast, and someone's on their phone, and horn honking, and everything else, and some of you have to drive lots, and that's a noisy thing for you. (coughs) Some of you, uh, life is noisy for different reasons. Some of you, noisy, it's because of where you work. Some of, some people work in the educational system, and kids are talking, and it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing, but it's just, it's a lot, and Everybody has different noise. Everybody has some different noise they have to deal with. Some of, like for me, one of the noises I deal with is our, where our house literally is physically located. On three sides of our house, we have a road. Three sides of our house is surrounded by a road. If that's not enough, which, I mean, literally, what is, I think, midnight? 11.30, 12 or midnight every day, we got this motorcycle that goes quite loud. Apparently, they're going to work. And they want everybody in the whole neighborhood to hear it. So they really lean on the throttle on the motorcycle. Other times, it's, you know, 11 o'clock at night, and someone's got some sports car. Man, they want everybody to know they got the wrong muffler. And so they go, they're really loud. People spin in their tires, or someone has the music that they like so much, they want the whole neighborhood to hear it. In church, we call it evangelism. <laughs> and, and they're, they're in evangelism too. Man, they want everybody to hear their music. And, and if that's not enough, literally across our street, I, I could throw a football and hit it. Across the street from our house is an elementary school. 
and my wife is sensitive to, to sounds, and they got these beautiful poles like, like we have here. I don't know why so many people are so enamored by flags, but uh, the elementary school is too, and they have flagpoles out there permanently. And where we live, it's always windy. And there's a metal thing holding the flag. And what does the wind do? Bang that metal thing against the pole. All hours of the day and night, every day, bang. I tune it out because like most Americans, I'm used to the noise, which isn't great. But she doesn't. She goes, oh, I hear that again. And you bang, bang, bang. And the kids are having an awesome time. They're learning. They're growing. They're getting educated, which is fantastic. Been there. Some of you are still there. Some of the younger ones will get there. But the elementary school is more noise. I mean, we are surrounded. All, not just us, but everybody is surrounded by noise. Jesus knew this. This was no surprise to God when he told Adam and Eve, hey, <coughs> um, now to be clear, that tree is going to cause a lot of problems. It's hard to explain it to people who are never sinned. What it's going to look like in 6,000 years, noise pollution. How in the world do you tell Adam and Eve what noise pollution is like six, 7,000 years down the road? So he just, here's a long story, uh, you, you know, but, but let's, you know, it's better to hear God and do what he said. It's not saved by works, praise God, or we'd all be lost. But it helps, even secular people know this, it helps to, when you have a, an appreciative, loving relationship, to hear and to do what they like. If your boss says, hey, man, good news. Uh, where, where are you at, Caden? Here. <coughs> Caden was here. Here you are. <coughs> Caden just graduated recently. Woo! Been there. That is awesome. Graduating high school. That's a really good thing to have in your mirror. He's graduated. Put in all the hard work. <coughs> when you graduate, um, you're going to get a job if you don't already have one. The boss is going to say, hey, good news. Monday at 8. If you want to actually get the income, you kind of have to show up Monday at eight. <laughs> Am I right? It's the same. God's not trying to save us by works, but if we actually appreciate him, it helps to listen to him. And because he knows everything and the future, that really kind of helps to listen to him and to say, okay. <laughs> and so it helps to hear. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of hard if we're not listening to him. It's kind of hard to know what to do if our life is so noisy we're not listening to him. And yet Jesus knew this years ago. That's why all over in the Bible, in lots of places, in lots of different ways, lots of different ways of wording it, he basically says, like, like uh, it's written in, in uh, Psalms 46.10, hey, be still so you actually know that I'm God. <laughs> Jesus did the same thing here in John chapter 10, verse 27, 28, 29. <laughs> different way of wording of it, same principle. Do we want to be saved, go to heaven, all those wonderful things? Yeah, well, guess what? He says, verse 27, my sheep hear my voice. So there has to be at least some moments, some levels where we're actually hearing him. Because he says clearly, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. When they hear me, they follow me, the end of verse 27. What happens if we hear him and we follow him? Verse 28, I'm going to give him eternal life and they're never going to perish. No one's going to take him out of my hand. I'm God. And if that isn't enough, 
my father, it sounds like one of the little kids around the neighborhood, my daddy could lift up your house. You know, a lot of little kids do that when they're young. You know, everybody's daddy's the strongest and their mommy's this and that. This isn't little childish neighborhood exaggeration. When Jesus puts his foot down and says, ah, to be clear, my dad who's given everything to me, he is greater than all. And no one, no one is able to snatch them out of my dad's hand. <coughs> there are lots of benefits, lots and lots of benefits of quieting the noise around us. Peace of mind, better decision making, <coughs> less burnout, less stress. But the one benefit that as a Christian, as a pastor, the main thing, I'm not a counselor, a psychologist, and there's a wonderful place for people who are doing that in wonderful ways. Praise God. <clears throat> but that's not what God asks me to do. The main thing I want to highlight is that when we are willing to have some quietness, where we're willing to have some quietness and actually hear God, there's many benefits of hearing God. One of, the, one of the most wonderful things God has ever given to any human being, <clears throat> and it doesn't matter if you're raised in the wonderful country of Brazil, it doesn't matter if you're raised in the wonderful country of Latvia, <clears throat> or Peru, or Chile, or Puerto Rico, or Honduras, or China, or Japan, or Canada, or even America, <clears throat> India, wherever you are. God has given every human being this wonderful ability to hear him. I, I just <clears throat> was having a conversation, which I won't share the whole thing of, because in July, when I'm on vacation, that, that person's going to be preaching that sermon here. And it just, uh, um, oh, who was it? I think it was Reba and Cynthia and some of them out in the hallway were maybe about 10 feet away from me. They, they saw us so excited and they literally came, oh, we want, what's going on? Because <laughs> someone was sharing with me, um, <clears throat> Brian Higginbotham was sharing something God just did recently. And what did he do? He literally did, uh, we didn't speak because their family's been sick, so I hadn't talked to him in a little bit. <clears throat> but he literally was, God was helping him practice what I was preaching today. He just simply heard God and he did the radical, simple thing of listening to God and telling God, okay. And what came after that is just like, whoa, wild, amazing stuff you read about in the Bible. And all he did is simply listen to God and was willing to do what God said. And, and you're going to love the story when, when he preaches it in, Je in July. <clears throat> but th there is, there's few things better than having the human ability of hearing God. And I'm, I'm not just meaning the ear, um, which is, you know, sometimes people hear that. And I'm not just meaning be able to read the Bible, which is one of the wonderful gifts, because then you can see what God is telling us in the Bible. But I'm just talking about in the brain, we're like, yeah, yeah, God is communicating and he's leading. <laughs> you don't have to be able to, you're, you could be blind, you could be deaf, you can still hear God. It's one of the most wonderful, <laughs> wonderful gifts God has given to humanity. And in the section I'm reading here, John 10, 27, 28, 29, if we're hearing him, he's basically saying, if you hear me, I'm, I'm interpreting this but in, 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 in a little bit, but basically if we hear him and accept him, you know, if we accept Jesus by faith, 
we're saved. And as long as you don't change your mind, he says that nobody, nobody can take you out of God's hand. Jesus and the Father both have you. And as long as you don't ask to get out, nothing can get you out of their hand. Not trials, not tribulations, not Satan, not income, not good times, not bad times. What helps you? What helps me? What helps us get in there? What helps us get in there is we have to have those moments, those very un-American moments, like those first five uncomfortable minutes. <clears throat> we have to make a choice to have those uncomfortable moments where we turn off the exciting television, we put down the fun games, <clears throat> we once in a while go to one less restaurant, we, we just find ways that, that work for you to just have a little bit less noise so you still have time to hear Jesus. <clears throat> because wouldn't it be tragic for God to do and say and have so much to offer, but we don't hear him? He's all the way up in heaven and we're all the way down here and we can still hear him. That is a miracle. But it doesn't help if we keep turning up the television, the video games, the work. Oh, my boss keeps saying, our bosses say lots of stuff. The person who is running the entire universe has a few things to say that might conflict with some of the noise you're hearing. And yeah, you still need a job and you still need to do this and do that. We can't eliminate every noise in life. I'm, I'm not foolish. I live in the same community. <laughs> there are some th noises we might be able to eliminate. Some noises won't go away until the day we die. But it's nice to at least know what some of our noises are because once you know what some of your noises are, there are some you could eliminate, but there's others at least, you okay, yeah, yeah, that's a noise. How can I set boundaries so I can still continue to hear God? <laughs> because as we keep hearing God, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit will tell us the most amazing things. The most amazing things. Like, hey, um, ask that person out on a date. Hey, go to, go to that school. That, yeah, yeah, go to that school. Hey, st study tonight because it's, you don't know this. It's going to help you two years from now when, you, when that happens. So hey, study this tonight in school. No, 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 no. You do not want to go out with those cats tonight on this weekend. Uh, 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 uh. Well, but Lord, you're not. No, 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 no. Are you? No. You know, well, we could. No. It helps to listen to God in lots of ways. <clears throat> Big ways, medium ways, little ways. All God told Adam and Eve in the beginning was, hey, Paradise is everywhere, but that tree's trouble. If only they would have what? Listened. Can you imagine how quiet the Garden of Eden would have been? Oh, 
Man. Somehow, we won't know till we get to heaven, but somehow, Eve, and I'm not putting down women, she was smarter than all of us, including me by like a hundred. But somehow, Eve, in that wonderful setting, allowed things to just get a little noisy. And that she kind of couldn't hear what God was saying anymore. It is, you will never regret listening to God. And so I encourage you, I encourage you to continue, continue to be people that spend time listening to God. In our Saturday morning Bible study classes, pathfinders, adventurers, worship service, midweek, driving in the car, listening to the Bible or some, whatever works for you in your wonderful life. Just continue to be those people that find time, find some way to continue to listen to God. You'll, you'll never regret for eternity. You'll never regret listening to God. In closing, John chapter 10. <coughs> John chapter 10, verse 27, 28, 29. Jesus said nearly 2,000 years ago, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. And they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. And no one, no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of his hand either.